I think they're a mix of calm and crazy. They're just fun. They're like a married couple. They're hilarious. SAFM Breakfast. We're back and soda. Start listening. <laughs> Welcome along to the podcast, guys. Oh my gosh, hot one tomorrow. Do you have a, you know, when they always go beat the heat, like a little hack mm. that you do to keep cool, like a flannel on the face or a... Yeah, it's called swimming in the pool. Okay. Generally, that's the best one. Oh, you know one thing, when it gets really stinking, and we haven't had a lot, a lot of hot weather, but when it does, oh, it really annoys me when you see something and go, oh, hot enough for you? <laughs> Mate, it's 42 degrees. Of course, it's bloody hot enough for me. Oh, you could fry an egg on the, on the basement. I was going to say that, you know, people just then just, all they do is talk about the weather, but that's exactly what we're doing. Oh, so yeah. we are no. guilty yeah. of what really annoys the crap out of me. I, I am a summer gal. I would rather be stinking hot. I would take 45 over 15. Now, I know that that's irresponsible because I know that elderly people, you know, the heat is bad for them, but I love being hot. I love, you know, you get in the car and you're like, oh, 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 seatbelt's hot. Like, that to me is a quintessential. Sorry? A quintessential. (laughs) That's a different experience in the car. (laughs) Especially if there were five of them. All right, well, I'm just going to get into the podcast. Enjoy. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, you know you're off to a bad start on a Monday when you can't get your headphones on. How many times (laughs) do we have to do this? Hang on, stop, stop, stop. I'll just do the adjustment. Anyway, Beck can't put her headphones on properly. Sorry, that was around. We've got these new headphones and I can't get them to go on my ears. (laughs) Yeah, new last year when we got them at the start of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How you going? I'm good. Great weekend. Good weekend. So yeah. fun to hang out with you on Saturday night. Thanks Sorry? for coming along to the King Mate. William Road on the gala to, to support your friend. No, I'll tell you what happened. I took the kids to the monster trucks. Oh, was that fun? Yeah, it was good. Oh. Just at the showgrounds, yeah. they running amok. I don't know. What are the, what are the trucks? Raptor and yeah. Buddy and just smashing crap up. Um, but no, that was very, very good. Went to the monster trucks and then I was driving back home and I was trying to cut through all the back streets through Goodwood. And then there's all these traffic jams and then the streets are blocked oh, off. You should and I'm have seen thinking, how many Range Rovers were backed up along <laughs> the side streets. Well, I was sitting there thinking, what is going on here? And then we couldn't get out. So we ended up just pulling the car and walking over and have a look. And it was the street party for yeah. the Tour Down Under. Yeah, the gala. I, we it was were really talking good. about it all last week and I genuinely, I saw you in the crowd. I thought, isn't that lovely? He's come to support me, JB. You were down yeah, at a restaurant, there. but were you there as well. Yeah, we were there. You oh, good. Well, the, no, the crowd was too thick, sort yeah. of watching yeah. you, so I yeah. couldn't get through. <laughs> Did so. you go down because you planned to with the family? Uh, yeah, we went with some friends and had oh, some dinner right. and some yeah. limoncello well, spritzes. Cool. Oh, lardy dra. Yeah, well, I clearly only went down there because I couldn't get through <laughs> the traffic, and I went to check what's going on. So he proceeded on foot, and then I thought, oh, That's okay, great. to the kids, all right. Well, let's have some pizzas and stick around. And then before I knew it, I could hear this voice on the speaker. And I've gone, oh dear. And I look up and there's Rebecca Morse just um, chatting to the crowd. I don't know if this was deliberate. At the other end of the street, it was about... 10 to 12 of the Port Adelaide Football Club. All the boys there, they so were all Yes, there. okay. All there. So I bumped, bumped into one of them. Ollie. I bumped into Connor. Connor. And you know when you do that? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Just stop, stop dropping names like Connor no, and let people sorry, know who Connor you're Rosie, about. the new captain. Sorry. But I did bless him because you know when you do that thing that you, you, you see someone that you know but not super well and there's that moment where you both wave and you both go, <laughs> Is this a wave and a keep walking yeah. or a wave and stop and have a conversation? 
And I think Connor went to do the wave and keep walking. And oh, naturally no. I did the, we're going to stop and have a conversation oh, here, <laughs> Connor. Oh, dear. And he was like, I'm just trying to get back to the boys. And then I also got off on stage and uh, said that I'd just seen the captain of the best football club in South Australia. Mm. And the only crowd didn't really go with me on that. No, they're probably. I might have got a few boos. Mm. <laughs> Now, one of the boys just bought a house around the corner, so they were all having dinner there. Yeah. And decided I hope to that just fits under the celery cap. <laughs> wander down the street, have a bit of fun. Anyway, they were good. It was a great night and actually so good just to see Adelaide alive with the tour down under. It was a real vibe. Yeah, good on you. Yesterday, awesome day. We were just at the big roundabout at Crafers there. And uh, I'll tell you what, those blokes going up a hill, they are like they are on motorised bikes. They are phenomenal athletes. It's the big roundabout like the big rocking horse. <laughs> It's just a roundabout. No, the big roundabout of Crafers if you come off the freeway. Everyone knows who. It's where the park and ride is. Oh, it's just a roundabout. Yeah, it's I would say it's just big a roundabout. Yeah, the big roundabout. It's not necessarily a roundabout. Mate, it's a roundabout and it's big. <laughs> That's a big roundabout. SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Cruel Summer Games at Beck and Soda's Pool Party. Register to play at safm.com.au. This Thursday, come down to the Elizabeth Aquadome and uh, play some games with us. But the winner of uh, the games wins a pretty special prize later. Yeah, we're having a big pool party. So all you need to do is go to safm.com.au. I know it's what's today in the 30s. Tomorrow's going to be steaming. Mm. School holiday's about to wrap up. So why don't you get the kids down there, play for the Aquadome, and it's going to be crazy. The cruel summer games are on. Now, Beck, the winner, who is essentially the last person standing when we do these... Or swimming. Or swimming, yes. These uh, squid... What was that? Squid games? <laughs> you, you can't squ- make that comparison. Absolutely. It's squid games v. hunger games v. survivor. Yeah, okay. It is all of that. And whoever <laughs> is the last person standing, floating, swimming, breathing, whatever we come up with... Floating. They... Will win an unbelievable prize that legally we can't reveal, but it is our cruel summer games. You'll be on a plane and you'll be going to a magnificent event. If somebody does get in trouble, I would imagine that given that you um, rescued people and saved lives yep. for a living, that, that someone could expect to be dragged from the water by the muscly arms of Mark Soderstrom. We'll certainly have uh, the appropriate staff on <laughs> board to help you out if you I've do met, struggle. I've met some, some of our listeners when they see you and they get quite thirsty for yeah. you. You're they CPR really trained as well, so you can do everything. A little bit of mouth everything. to mouth. Yep, you can do all of that. Mouth through Magic Mark. Surf life-saving background. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I knew it. Firefighter, I'll be up. Here it comes along. <laughs> All right, safm.com.au. You can register for the Cruel Summer Games for that amazing prize at the Playford Aquadome, or you just register to come along and be a part of Adelaide's biggest pool party. Well. Just to let you know, there there are actual very highly qualified staff on hand there. So yes. look, there's no concerns. I no, mean, of course not. There's a few games where we might hold your head under the. Don't no, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. We're gonna weight you down with weight. <laughs> what the hell? It is survival it's of not. the fittest. It's all above board. Yes, it is. Register now. <laughs> safm.com.au. It's happening Thursday. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Uh, well, you know, my middle child Miller just returned from an exchange in Japan. Yes. Uh, now it's called an exchange because you. Give a student and then you receive mm, a student mm. in return. Now, you've already done that because didn't you have um, Moeth living with you a couple yes, of years ago? Yes, I loved the fact we got an exchange student who was named after a French champagne. So, yeah, two years ago we had an exchange student. She was wonderful. It was a yep. great experience. It is a, a, 
a large imposition for a very busy, dysfunctional family, which is ours, to have an extra child. I should, imposition was the wrong choice of words. It's. I oh, know, I was quite happy with it. Keep going. <laughs> it Keep is, going down it that path. It changes your life significantly. Absolutely. You have to not yell. You can't walk around naked. You have to think about what you put on the dinner table. Oh, so you've got an appropriate parent. <laughs> so you've it got, sounds exactly. like it's a good thing for you. <laughs> exactly. So what I didn't realise when we signed Miller up for her exchange is mm. that somehow we are getting another student. Well, you've essentially been shafted. So you had, well, you did. You uh, had your one come over, then mm. you sent your daughter over, and now you've got another one. So two Japanese two exchange students one. for one. Yeah. How has that occurred? I don't know. I think it might have had something to do with COVID. I think our last student was like a flowover from a COVID case. Surely you've got one in the bank now. <laughs> I don't know. You've got to have one in the bank. Now, so Akari arrives Akari today. arrives Today, we've got to go down to the airport and pick her up. Now, the sleeping arrangement when we had Moet was that Mila and Frankie, the two youngest, bunked in together because they each yep. have one room. We don't have a spare room in the house. So they mm-hmm. bunked in together. Uh, needless to say, it wasn't particularly successful. They okay. fought a lot. They didn't have enough room for their clothes. They decided they weren't going to do this again. So the plan B is that Mila is now sleeping on a mattress um, on a on a, a landing outside our bedroom. Is part of the agreement that the exchange student has to have their own room? Well, it's not part of the agreement. It's more that just I don't think it's fair for someone who comes to a new country then to have to bunk in with another child. Let's tell it's the Aussie way. <laughs> Top the toe. Just relax. Jump in. Should be right. I think they I think they need their own space. They need privacy. They're a very private people, Japanese people. Are they? They don't want to be getting changed probably in front of another girl. I don't know. I just have to respect. She probably wants to FaceTime her parents every night. She needs her own room. Okay. So we have a mattress outside Mm. our bedroom, which this morning I forgot because we stripped the beds last night to get ready. Mind you, we probably should have done it a week ago. (laughs) So I walked out to leave in the dark this morning, nearly tripped over Miller, scared the crap out of her. So what, she's sleeping in the hallway? She's sleeping basically in this, there's a little like landing thing where we have a desk, which is basically our study outside the bedroom. And it's now a child's, for three months, it's a child's bedroom. So yay for me. When, when does the car, do you want to bring her in to um, maybe work? I should Maybe I should bring her in. Well, let's help her out. Let's educate her about Australia. The other thing is we had a big care package ready for our last student. We had like Vegemite pyjamas and some Hague's chocolate and all this Welcome to Australia pack. Poor Akari. She ain't getting nothing. She got nothing. <laughs> She's oh. getting a ride home from the airport. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to Australia. Welcome to your new family. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. For the bingiest breakdowns, SAFM Stream Queen. Yes, our very own Stream Queen, Lisa Wolford, who is the National Entertainment Writer for News Corp. Lisa, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Beck and Soda. Mm. You've been busy with all things TV with the Emmys. How good Adelaide girl, Sarah Snook. Have you ever met her or interviewed her? I actually, I have met her on the red carpet once at the Actors um, mm. two years ago, and I've been desperate to interview her properly yeah, since right. that time. But it's almost like a bank loan application yeah. to get a spot with her. Like you have to prove stories you've done and where you want to place it and almost give your tax file really? number and your wow. income and, and your Is that her management? 
going. I think so. I think so. I don't imagine it's her because on the red carpet and everywhere she yeah. seems delightfully yep. down you know, to I always think, you know, because sometimes we get opportunities to interview really, really cool people. Mm. And, and the bigger they are, to get to them is so hard. Mm. But once you get the interviews, most of them are really great. And you think, God, if I could just ring you and say, can we do an interview? You know, you do it instead of jumping through all those hoops. Absolutely. But I guess mm. they protect themselves a little bit as well because there's randos who want And she's just had a new baby, so she yeah. probably doesn't want to be talking to every man and dog. But Lisa, if she knew your credentials. I know, yeah. right? Hey, Lisa, what do we need to be streaming at the moment? Fool me once. <gasps> have you seen it? I have. Have you? I haven't even heard of it. I'm such what? a loser. No. That's why I need you in my life. <laughs> if you go on Netflix at the moment, you yeah. know, they give you those as soon yeah, as you, you log you do, on. Yeah. They give you, it's, it's there right at the time. It's got a lady holding a gun and she's wearing a cap. It is. Well, I tell you what, I had to smash through it. Just about all in one sitting. I think mm. actually, I think I did two. Mm. I watched yes. the first two episodes, then stayed up really late. I, I did the same as you. Went through two sittings, and yep. I was sitting up till one a.m. watching yep. it. And Beck, it is brilliant. It's English, and I love English. Yeah, English sort of murder okay. mystery. A murder type. mystery. It's about a woman who um, whose husband was murdered in front of her. Mm. Um, but then, sort of like in the weeks after the funeral, she sees him on her nanny cam, <gasps> footage on her nanny cam. So what's going yes. on? Oh, you've got me. It mm. is brilliant. Mm. Um, and who, any actors that we know? Joanna Lumley is the mother-in-law. Oh, um, absolutely uh, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah, she's, yeah. but she's, she's not quite so fabulous in this. Okay. No, she's not, but she's really nasty. What streaming service is it on? Netflix. Yep. And it's, yeah, I think it's top ten globally. It might even be sort of number one, number two mm. globally. People are just About six episodes, it. I reckon, roughly? Eight. I is thought it, it eight? was six. I thought oh, wow. it was six. That night I was going to watch oh, it all. Yeah. I'm like, it's all right, I've got one more yep. to go. And then I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got actually. The, oh, you know what? There's another. There's almost a sixth sense twist in it too. Uh huh. Because there's there's so many things going don't, on. In don't don't spoil it. No, no, right, that no, won't spoil not. it. How many no. leases do you give it out of five? I'm gonna go six leases. Yes, out I'm of with five. you. Don't you reckon? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it six leases mm. too. Do not miss it. It's for me once. Uh, Lisa Wolford, great to have you here. Always great. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. The tour down under and a nice pick on the front page of the advertiser with everything going on there. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity with some friends. We snuck up to uh, just around Crafers yesterday, Beck, to see. You saw the, the riders come through three or four times. It is phenomenal to see how quickly they are riding uphill. I, I reckon they were doing 50k an hour. 40k wow. an hour. It Uphill. was it was like they were on motorbikes. They uh, are absolute freaks, but just amazing to watch. And the amount of kids out and families out having a great time. You don't even have to like cycling to mm-hmm. get into the buzz. And I reckon uh, the information just come out that we've clicked over 10 billion dollars in economic impact. 10 billion due to the tourism wow. um, in recent times, which is great when you think of Adelaide 500 and you yeah. obviously have this and live golf, gather around everything. It is just brilliant. And a pat on the back for South Australians because I reckon we get out and we support mm. things. Like the Unley Gala on King William Road, which uh, was closed down for a couple of years due to COVID, was absolutely pumping. Ready to this bloke from Dalesford in Victoria called Dazza. Right, Dazza yesterday. from Dalesford. Chat to Dazza, seriously. <laughs> oh, you love this. It was Darren and Sharon. And guess, no, it yes, was not. Yes. You're making that up. Dazza I promise, and Shazza. I've, got their, I've got, now got their numbers in my phone. <laughs> Dazza and Shazza. Uh, lovely, lovely couple. Anyway, they travel around, obviously doing quite well, but they travel around at all different events and that sort of thing. And he just said, the one thing I'm noticing with Adelaide, he said, the event takes up the whole city. 
Yeah. So he's saying, you know, the Grand Prix in Melbourne, you can be in the city of Melbourne, right yeah. in the heart of the city, yeah. with the Grand Prix just at Albert Park and not even know it's on. Really? Yeah. Whereas in Adelaide, if you are here in the Tour Down Under, whether it's Fringe, whether it's Adelaide 500, you're smack bang part of the enthusiastic so crowd. True. Which is, uh, we're very, very lucky. Um, great to see everyone out there. And we're about to head into peak event season. The Fringe is starting in Feb. WOMAD, mm. uh, oh, Gather you, Round. You love your WOMAD. WOMAD is my absolute favourite. Have you been? Never. I, okay. Never been to you WOMAD. Ne- people, Never. You, when you're in WOMAD, you're immersed in a whole different world. Like right. if you go, it's, There's a lot of people that still haven't been there. Give us a call. 13, 10, 60. If you've never been to WOMAD, give us a call right now, okay? Give look, us a call uh, look, right now. I understand. Now. Look, the tickets are a bit exy. I yeah. get that. Oh, well, let's see if we can get a hand on some and we'll get some tickets for someone it's, who's never been. It is my favourite Adelaide Who's event. playing this year? Yeah. Um, I haven't got myself across yeah. the headline because oh, it doesn't right matter. No, but it genuinely doesn't matter to right. me. I just go for the 13, vibe. 13, 10, 60. If you've never been to WOMAD and you've got no interest in it, no, absolutely well, zero. Well, then we're not going to give tickets to people with Wait, no, no interest. No, no, no. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to prove how much of an ambassador you are for how much you love WOMAD. If you've never been and you would like Beck to convince you why WOMAD is so fantastic, give us a call. Nolene from the southeast is on the line. Never been, doesn't want to go. You need to convince her. Nolene, why don't you? Why aren't you interested in WOMAD? Well, convince me that I would be. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think the thing, because I just got asked who the acts were, and I actually don't know, and it generally doesn't matter because there are lots of stages and you wander around and you are experiencing all different world music that you otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. Like you might go through, there's African drums or there's a Cuban jazz band and it's just, everyone's happy, they're barefoot. It's a vibe. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I like shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Nolene, did, did Beck go in any way down the path of trying to convince you? No. <laughs> Not no, at all. Nolene, would you rather go to the footy? Oh, no, sorry, Steve. Nolan, what would you rather do? I think I'd rather clean my oven. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nolan. Okay. Okay, Nolan. Anyone else? There's a kid's zone. It's very kid-friendly. Kids are free. Alicia in Derdencourt, have you ever been to Womash? I only heard of it just a moment ago. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a soda. Sorry, Beck. Okay, so it's... It's short for Woe Adelaide, and I'm and the Woe is for world. I think it's just, it's a world music festival. Alicia, yeah, does right. that interest you? Uh, I'd probably stick with Soda and the other caller. I like wearing shoes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Thank this is you. Amazing. Thank you, Alicia. Barefoot. Yeah. Uh, Trish from Door Parks on the line. Um, <laughs> hey, Trish, you keen on Woe Mad? Oh, I'm not really sure. I, I thought it was all about hippies and hairy armpits. I'm not really um, sure. Look, <laughs> tell you what, look, it's fair. There is a hippie vibe about it. Yeah, right. But I, but I love that yeah. because everyone's friendly. No one pushes and shoves. People aren't really messy, drunk. They're just happy. And there is they a, there sound is a like waft. they might be a little affected. I was going to say that sometimes you do get a little waft. Oh. <laughs> um, Trish, what sort of music would you normally like to listen to if you go and see any concert? Yeah, anything relaxing, like chill-out sort of music. So the music wouldn't be a problem. It's just, yeah, I, I like a little drink and I might be one of those ones who start pushing. I don't know. Trish, have you met me? You know I like a drink, darling. Mm. 
Well, you've convinced me. Let's have a drink. She's coming along (laughs) to Womad. We haven't got any tickets. We'll get some. We'll get some. Trish, if you really want to go, we'll get you some Womad tickets, all right? Oh, that'd right. be great. Beth, right. I'll be looking out for you. Yeah. I will be yeah. um, in the mosh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get you, you. we'll get you some um, thongs just to protect your feet. <laughs> no, and we'll get you a bag oh, yeah, of razors. You can hand them out and clean the place up. Anklets. <laughs> you need musical instruments to jingle jangle. Okay, there you go. Well done, Trish. We'll see you there. Womad this year. Get around it. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Beck and Soda Secrets of the Suburbs Untold Secrets Unbelievably True Only on SAFM Someone asked me on the weekend if all of our secrets were true Well, how could they not be? (laughs) Well, like whether we were making them up because they're that wild No, absolutely not They are so good Get ready for this ride because this is wild as well. Uh, SAFM.com.au if you have got a little secret you've been holding back and we have got some cash for you mm-hmm. and we will keep you anonymous, Beck, which is what we're about to do right now. Yes, we're heading down to Morfitt Vale, Anonymous. Can you tell us your story? My story is I am a cross-dresser. About 15 years ago, I started um, trying on, at the time, my girlfriend's bras and underwear thought it'd be something exciting to do at the time and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I've got hooked ever since and I just like exploring it deeper and deeper and further into um, waxing and shaving and um, buying dresses and makeup and wigs and breast forms and being coming um, Candice and looking full feminine. So Candice, you said, is the name that you share when you dress as a female? Yes, that's right. correct. Tell us your personal situation. Like, are you married? Do you have kids? Yes, I am married and I do have kids. And do they know about Candace? No, they do not. Okay. So how how do you do this and when do you do this? Because, I mean, Adelaide's not a big town. I usually try to do this when I get the opportunity to go out, either catching up with friends or just going um, to an event or something, and then I'll um, take all my stuff with me and I will... Um, Go and get changed and do all my makeup and be candid for a few hours or half a day. So where do you keep all your, you know, your dresses and your makeup so your wife and kids don't find it? I usually hide it um, either at a friend's house, at a workplace, in lockers or in the shed. So how often do you get to be Candice? I try to be Candice as often as I can. Um, usually once every couple of weeks, once a month, but... Um, for more throughout the middle part of the year, it's a bit more frequent when I've got a bit more opportunity to go out and do more things. And your wife has absolutely no idea? She has no clue. Now, we're talking about Adelaide being, you know, not such a huge city. Have you ever been out dressed as Candace and felt like you nearly been busted or ran into someone you know in your other life? Uh, yes, I have once or twice. What happened? Someone looked at me, but then they just walked off like, is that not? They couldn't be sure and nothing further came from it. Do you change your voice as well? Yes, I do change my voice, yes. Is it a buzz? Is it an adrenaline rush that you get when you're dressed as Candace? It's exciting. It makes me feel like I can be relaxed, have no worries, no stress, and I can just be someone different for um, half a day or a few hours. When you're Candace, can I ask, do you stray in your marriage? Yes. With men or with women? 
men. And do you justify that because you feel like you're a totally different person? Yes. If you had a choice to be who you are in everyday life or Candice, if you had to make a choice, what, what would you do? I would probably choose to be Candice. And how's this impacting on your marriage? Obviously, your wife doesn't know, but internally for you, it must be a pretty challenging situation. It can be because you've got this secret that you know and you're keeping it from your wife and you're trying to act all normally and like you normally would in a normal marriage, knowing you've got this secret that he doesn't know about, so it can be challenging at times. How do you think your wife would respond if she knew about Candace? She would be completely shocked um, and she would be very probably angry because she's very conservative. And how long have you been living as Candace? Uh, I've been living as Candace for about 15 years. Right. Do you think one day you'll just want to be free and just come clean and, and, and live as Candace? Um, that would be an ideal scenario, but the timing will have to be right for all of that. How tough is this on you and your mindset? It can be very tough um, at times, but at other times I can just switch off from it and just be my male self. Are you coping okay with everything? Yes, I'm, I'm coping pretty well. I'm mostly okay because I um, have worked out how to separate both lifestyles from each other. Got to ask, what, what about your fashion style as Candice? Is it better than your wife's? Absolutely. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Anonymous, look, I've got to say, it's a, it's a fascinating um, lifestyle that, that you're in at the moment. I'm, I'm sort of expecting you're not really choosing it. It's more that lifestyle's choosing you. I don't know, is that sort of how it feels? Yes, yes, it is. You just wake up one morning and you're like, oh, I want to be Candace, or, and you just fell into the life just by trying something and unfortunately liking it and getting hooked and then wanting more and more of it and then to explore it even further. Well, Anonymous, I hope one day you can you can live um, in freedom. Thank you very much. Got a secret. Beck and Soda. Secrets of the Suburbs. Share your secret at safm.com.au. Ooh, that is living on the edge with adrenaline. That's a real double life. Like, Imagine absolute definition. walking down the street. And eyeballing someone you knew, but you are in a completely different. Yeah. You're like, type I think that's scenario. a dad from school. I've seen him at pickup, mm-hmm. but yep. that's a dress and heels. Uh, fascinating. Thank you, Anonymous, for sharing that story. Uh, SAFM.com.au, if you've got your own little story to share with us, and we'll give you some cash, eh? SAFM's Beck and Soda. Just another mum fail Monday. Mum fail Monday. So do you got three kids? None of them are in high school no, yet. Felix actually next week will enter his last year of primary school. Oh. So I'm a little behind you in terms of where my kids are yeah. in their school. It's an emotional time when they finish uh, primary school. I Is wasn't it? expecting to be so choked up. Used to got a couple going down the line. I'm expecting uh, a lot of visits to the school this year because being in grade six, that would mean it's sort of top of the food yeah. chain within the school. Yeah. And I dare say that Felix is probably going to be making some social calls around the school because he's already got his clippers and he's interested in opening up uh, a little hair salon yeah. in the boys' toilets right. at lunchtime. Well, maybe we can have a dad fail segment coming up. But, okay, so you haven't experienced high school as a parent. No. But when I say to you the words middle school, yep. what years are you uh, thinking of? I'm thinking, I don't know, do you go as far as 10, but certainly 7, 8, 9. 
Okay, this is where I came undone. I thought middle school. Mm. So I've got the middle child is going into year 10. And I see, I would think 11 and 12 are senior school. And yes. I think I thought that year 10 was middle school because you're in the middle uh. of high school. So when I get an email that says, please uh, let us know if your child is able to in- attend middle school orientation yeah. with no reference of which of my three children they're referring to, I think of Miller, the middle child. Right. And Miller was unable to attend because she was in Japan. So I shoot back an email to the school saying, thank you so much for your invitation. Yeah. My child is unable to attend orientation. And I'm also like, she's been at the school for a couple of years. She doesn't need to orient herself yeah, with the yeah, attendance. Right. She'll be fine. So she's una- So I've said that my child can't attend middle school orientation, send it off. And I was actually kind of smug because often I'll get a reminder email or I forget. And then another parent a couple of weeks later said, oh, We'll see Frankie at um, orientation. No, no, um, I haven't got anything about that. They go, yeah, middle school orientation. I went, middle school? She's going into year seven. And they go, year seven is middle school. Yes, of course it is. Seven, eight, and nine is because it's the middle of their schooling. It's not the middle of their high schooling. Yeah, but you've actually assumed that this is specifically written to you because you're thinking middle child, (laughs) right? They're not just working out on you. Uh, We just need to call it middle school for Rebecca because her middle child is in it. I didn't think that. Maybe subconsciously I read middle and I go, oh, the middle child child. is Miller. She can't come. So so there's no spot for my child. Lucky I didn't reject the actual offer. <laughs> so I said that she couldn't come. Yeah. And then, then I was mortified when I realised that RSVP no for the wrong child. So then I had to write the most grovelling, embarrassing email going, <clears throat> Hi, me again. My child can attend middle school orientation. I got the wrong one. And you know what's even worse? Do you know who works in the office of my kid's school? Who? James's ex-girlfriend. Oh, oh. Yeah, right. so, so they've she already would, got a target over so your head. So they would all be like, "Oh, that <laughs> yeah. bloody moors." They talk about they you in the staff room. They would be like, "What a useless piece of." Do you know now? Being a former teacher, there is a lot of um, staff room gossip. Yeah, <laughs> they're printing out your parent. emails and putting it up <laughs> on a whiteboard. Board. <laughs> you are that parent. You are. You are parent. that parent without doubt at your school. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's been? Imagine school pick up, they go, oh, here she comes here again. She all comes. the teachers scram that are on duty. I'm not dealing with her this time. Seven, eight, nine, mate, middle school. Middle school. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Um, do you know that there's – someone does this, one of my kids, inappropriately came across this and I removed it immediately. Okay. But they do adult Peppa Pig oh, no. on, like, YouTube or one of those – App things. Oh. And it is ridiculous. The daddy pig yeah. and mummy pig. Very yeah. funny, Just but they're very inappropriate and very blue, the mm. pigs. So do not look mm. it up. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of animals, mm. now, Beck, you've had dogs for a little while, right? I had a couple of dogs in my mm. life, yeah. Now, obviously, you've got Big Wolfie at the moment, the rescue samurai. Oh, I haven't had a pet in the house for such a long time since I was a kid, right? Very good to have a pet in the house. So I'm very, very keen to get a dog. Anyway, we were. You with... can have Wolfie. <laughs> yeah. I'm really keen. To get a dog custody. I can train. Um, anyway, uh, we were friends yesterday and we were chatting about pets because uh, my mate's got a new cat and a new dog and they've bonded beautifully. And we were just talking about all them. And then one of their friends there said, um, oh, when I grew up, we, we had a, a gay cat. And I said, what? what? I didn't realise. And she said, no, our cat Claude, mm. which was I thought was a wonderful name for a cat, Claude, um, Claude was gay. Ha, ha, ha. At, 
that my question exactly. How do you know? And she goes, oh, we just knew. It was just very obvious that Claude was a gay cat. He was on their gator. Absolutely. And um, and then Amy said, that, you know, it was, so, it was a running joke within the family that we actually, uh, not to stereotype poor Claude, but Claude ended up with a um, pink studded um, <laughs> collar because they'd have a bit of fun. But mm-hmm. it was common within the whole family. Anyway, and I said, how do you know? And I said, can actually animals be gay? Right? Yeah, I don't. And then she said at one point she went to the vet. And you know what the vet said to her? Oh, you know that you're, um, your cat's gay. Because it was well-groomed? I don't know. I don't know, but the pet, uh, the vet said the he vet could pick knew. it up. Okay. So I just need to ask you, can you have gay pets? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, Wolfie sniffs all no, butts they on all the beach. Do. They all sniff. <laughs> he doesn't mm-hmm. seem to focus right. on any. Uh, but honestly, can you have a gay I, I pet animal? I've gay? never given it much thought. I oh, know, neither did I. Okay. But for yesterday, for about an hour and a half, we're all sitting at the table going, well, and we were actually debating whether animals have a are gay. Can you have gay pets? I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. Have you got a gay pet? <laughs> I don't, I've, never, I've never thought about Keep it. Give us a buzz. I honestly don't know. As long know. as they're happy, you know? Absolutely. You just want your pet to be happy and find someone they love. It's a judgment for his own. And then um, just before I started having a little bit of a look, dolphins. Right? Mm. There is uh, a lot of um, homosexuality within dolphins. Which... Well, dolphins are very similar in their behaviour to, to y- humans. Your so... bottlenose females um, quite often get attracted to other bottlenose females and they find ways to make themselves feel a whole lot better together, if that makes sense. <laughs> Penguins. What about this? Yeah. A lot of same-sex couples in the penguin world. And because penguins mate for life. They're monogamous. Absolutely. Um, lions. What? Absolutely. Male lions tend to sometimes match up with other male lions. That'd be quite ferocious, the two kings of the jungle going at it. <laughs> um, and then come across this. So David Attenborough, you know Frozen Planet 2? He's talking about, Beck, about albatrosses. and That's not the one with Let It Go in it, the no, song? No, no. Oh, no, that's Frozen. Different one. Um, on the Hawaiian island of Oahu, 31% of albatross pairings are same sex. Right. Three. And then, uh, yeah, and then what happens is sometimes if a male albatross has failed in his attempts to court a female, a male suitor may come. This could still be the one with whom he will share the rest of his life. Oh. And they stay together. That's beautiful. So you can actually happen. There you go. Did you learn something? I did learn something. Did you know that I can do a very good David Attenborough impersonation? <sighs> no. <laughs> It's not what I learned. <laughs> it's not all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but anyway, to all the cats and dogs out I, there that I are enjoying. I found mm, himself a Mr. Claude. Yeah, but yeah. No, I did not know that was something that actually happened. Well, there you go. Mm. There's your fun fact. Has anyone, can anyone, <laughs> seriously, if you've got a gay pet and it's a thing, let me know. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. I need to rush home. I need to get the house tidy and looking like a normal household before our new exchange student arrives this afternoon. Right, Akari from Japan. Akari from Japan, our second exchange student. Okay, uh, who's going to pick her up from the airport? Have you got a little entourage? Uh, I will go. I think all the girls will go. Yep. We, we, we you got a sign? Make a, well, no. This is right. all. I've Ooh. got to get the arts and crafts box out and make a okay. welcome to Australia sign. What's her first dinner in Australia going to be? Oh my god! Are you cooking at home or are you going out? Um, don't I feel take like... her. Don't take her to the sushi train, please. Yeah, she's probably eaten enough of that. Yeah, it's too stereotypical. You got to come up with something really exciting and unique. Um, I was thinking pizza. Yeah, that's traditional Australian. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> what if I do ham and pineapple? That's an Australian pizza. It's, it's an abuse of an Italian. 
cultural icon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do? Um, well, see, I feel a bit sorry for um, Akari because we had Moet two years ago and we pulled out all stops. We took her to Cleanland. We did all the things. And, she was your um, original She was our original exchange student. Right. We've also changed things up in the household because last time we made two of the girls bunk in together because we didn't have a spare room and they fought and hated each other and there was clothes all over the floor. So Miller, the middle child, is now going to be on a mattress. She slept for the first night on a mattress pretty much outside our bedroom. For three months you're going to put her on a mattress? Well. Uh, we talked about this a little earlier. Uh, on the Automasters text line, it's come through from Zoe. She said, Becky, you can go and hire a bed from Argus Furniture and Rentals. Mm. She comes to Adelaide every January and hires one from Nicole, who works there, said it's dirt cheap, best decision ever. Perfect. H- hiring yeah. a bed. Yes, I'm mate. I'm not sure, like a used mattress. Well, mate, you ever stayed in a hotel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're hiring a bed oh, yeah. to sleep in, and yeah. I imagine that people have been doing some pretty unusual things in some of those hotel rooms, so I wouldn't be too worried about That's hiring it from a reputable right. company like Argus Furniture right. and Rentals. No, it's good for Miller to, to stay on, on a bed uh, mattress. It's grounding for her. Right. Um, do you wanna, Literally. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, is Akari coming to the, tomorrow? Do you want to bring her in to yeah. show her what no, you do for a job? She will have just flown all the way from Tokyo, so no, I'll give her a bit of time to recover before I let her know she's got to be on radio as part of her contract. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, well, so Welcome. you need to uh, get yourself sorted to go and pick her up. I need to stop yelling. Yeah, See, I, I yelled so much when we had the last one. Towards the end, I didn't. I forgot she was there and I was screaming and yelling and carrying on like mm, a pork chop. This might be a great opportunity for you to really learn your parenting skills mm. and get them right because there'll be in, Mate, someone else in the house. I've been a mother for 20 years. If I haven't got it right now. Yeah, <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.